0: Father we come to you in Jesus name and Lord we want to lift up these requests to you knowing that you hear and that you care and that God you are at work and that Lord you will respond uh, in, to our prayers and so Lord thank you again that we're heard. Thank you that we can let our requests be made known to you and, and know that, that you're working. Lord. Um, we pray that our brothers and sisters, uh, in, in places like El Salvador, Malawi, and, and places where, whether it's natural disaster or just the hardship that, that's coming out of the, the COVID quarantines, Lord, that they'd not be discouraged, that they would, that they would stay full of faith. Uh, but Lord, we ask that you'd supply their need and, and Lord, work through us. Uh, Lord, we don't wanna miss doing our part. And, and so God, would you help each of us to to consider where we're hearing reports, uh, getting reports from different organizations of people who are literally starving to death because of the the COVID lockdowns. There are people dying because their economies are crashing, they can't get food. Uh, Lord, we wanna we wanna get to work in places like Nepal and and in countries in Africa. Uh, Lord a crisis like this in El Salvador God help us to be part of the solution and Lord at the same time be all about the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, to be all about the work of the church seeing the Word of God investing invested in the souls of men and so Lord we need wisdom from on high we need to hear what the Spirit is saying to MBT uh, as individual ministers we need to hear what the Spirit is saying in terms of our part Uh, What we can do to be a help, Lord, thank you. uh, That that, um, Lord, you've just been very merciful, very gracious to us as a as a MBT family. Thank you. Uh, Some have lost jobs and then gotten better jobs, and others are in the process of getting the job that you will use in their life to fund their mission. And and Lord, it's uh it's been an amazing thing to watch, uh, uh, to see. The the MBT Facebook page and all the jobs posted there and Lord to hear how brothers and sisters are watching out for each other and Lord I do want to ask if there's anyone here who who's part of our MBT family and they're hurting because they need work uh, Lord please help us to get full of faith help our brothers and sisters to get full of faith and look for the job that you have for them and uh, Lord that that the mission their ministry would be funded and that they're, they'd, they'd have access to the mission field that you've planned for them. Lord, in everything that we do, we ask that you be glorified. Lord, tonight we're tackling a, t- a tough subject that absolutely will not please everyone, that just judging what we're seeing in the news and on social media, and Lord, and just the conversations that we're hearing about, uh, you know, there's just, the majority seem like they have to have it their way, and. And uh, so there's, there's gonna be no way to please everyone. But God, with all our heart, we pray that we'd please you. Uh, Lord, we wanna know that we're on your side of this. And Lord, I thank you that you see when people suffer unjustly, and you see the oppressors at work, and you see those who scheme, and you see those who, who, who take advantage of crisis for their own personal agenda, their own personal gain. Uh, You see the perpetrators, and you see those who are suffering, and Lord, you are still king, you are Lord. And at the end of the day, every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords, and nothing will be able to change that. Lord, we're just asking that you would establish and that you would bless the work of our hands. We want to get, we want to steal as many as we possibly can away from the Antichrist, away from, uh, Lord, the, 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 the pit of hell. We want to steal souls uh, from the enemy, from the devil. Lord, we want to see them translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And we want to see hearts filled with hatred, filled with the love of Christ. Lord, the enemy is at work, and so help us, God, by your grace. You're at work in us. You're at work through us. Lord, help us to get full of faith. Help us to be the church. Help us to be the bride. Help us to be the brethren. Lord, help us to manifest Christ. Lord, help us to be slow to wrath. Help us to give a soft answer. Lord, help us to reason with people. Help us to be ministers of reconciliation. Father, help us to lead people to you. Help us to bring more brothers and sisters into the new man, into the new life. Lord, help us to put on Christ. And then again, Lord, you know I am a man of stumbling lips, and and uh, uh, you know if it's up to me, I'll just make a mess. And tonight will be the split of the church and the end of the MBT ministry. Um. Lord, set the weakness of my flesh and my mind and my stumbling lips. Um, All that is a thing. It pleases you to use the weak and the foolish uh, to confound the wisdom of this world. God, I'm praying that we wouldn't just say that we stand in awe of you and not stand in awe of your word. Help us not to go out hypocrites. Help us to be in awe of your word. Help us to get full of faith, full of faith in what you've said, and to be the church that you've called us to be. Lord, we know we live in the last days. Um, Lord, we're working like Jesus is coming back. We're living like Jesus is coming back tonight. So we're working like Jesus is coming back tonight. Uh, And yet, at the same time, we want to be wise, and we want to be a part of building a ministry that, that will let our grandchildren have fruit at the judgment seat of Christ if the Lord tarries his coming. But oh God, you see what's wrong with this planet. And we cry out with the apostle John, even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. And if Christ's return must tarry, then come quickly, Lord Jesus, and work through the members of MBT. And for people who are hurting, help us to apply the balm of your word to hurting hearts, and to see lives transformed for your glory. Lord, for their good, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I may not be ready to do this. I may just be a blubbering mess all night. My bad, sorry. I'll pray God's grace for you as we go. So, you know, everybody that, that addresses this issue, they have to start with making this statement so as not to confuse everyone that what happened to George Floyd, George, George Floyd was a wicked murder. We all understand that, don't we? Uh, this was wicked. That was evil. Uh, the look on that man's face, looking in the camera, murdering this guy that's in cuffs, um, we know he murdered that man. We know that. And for anybody to come off like they don't care about that, I mean, what monster wouldn't abhor what happened? And anybody who has even the slightest recognition of God working, God's working, what God has done in creating Adam from the dust of the ground in his likeness, and his image, anybody that sees. Now, we have a fallen likeness and image through sin. But anybody that can see what God's plan for man is and despise somebody because of their caste or the color of their skin, um, what neighborhood they're from, you know, something as arbitrary as, you know, Democrat or Republican. You say, well, it's not arbitrary for me. Well, okay. I, I probably see how you were raised. And you can't get past that and have compassion for your fellow man. Well, that's, I mean, what kind of monster would say, yeah, racism is a good thing? Uh, we know that th- this is evil. We know it's not the heart of God. Uh, these things are self-evident. The police know this. Police everywhere are coming out in agreement, and they're saying, this is wicked. Um, there's a lot of peer pressure Uh, in the media, there's obviously a lot of peer pressure. There's a lot of peer pressure in social media. There is a lot of peer pressure in the church that you have to say the thing that agrees with my position. Have you noticed that? Everybody has a passionate, personal perspective, a passionate, personal experience. So they've got passionate, personal pref- pref- you know, preferences. And if you don't express the issues from their perspective, well, then you don't get it, you're not woke, or you don't have compassion, you don't care. In other words, if you're not seeing it from my perspective, then there's obviously something wrong with you, and then you get the shaming, or you get canceled, Uh, people break up with you. Now, do I care that you're gonna be okay with the position I'm going to present tonight? Well, yeah, I care, but how can anyone win at that game? Uh, Look around, okay, how many people are in this room? Uh, I don't know if we can put this, not all of you are socially distancing, I noticed. Um, Of course, what we'll we'll do is we'll just, this is a protest, y'all, so it's okay. (laughs) All right? When you go out of this place tonight, you say, man, we had a good protest in Jesus' name. Because apparently it's okay, we can throw all that away if we're protesting. Uh, I I don't know if you caught the news. (laughs) <laughs> it was amazing. I'm like, none of these people are social distancing, and nobody's got a problem with it. <laughs> while they're robbing that store, while they're while they're looting that liquor store, nobody's social distancing. Don't they know? Okay, so well. I, man, I hope we leave tonight, family. I hope we leave tonight, friends. I hope we leave tonight, remembering we're brothers and sisters. Uh, I want you to be okay with the position that I. I present, but with this many people, there is no way everybody's gonna agree in terms of their personal, passionate opinions and preferences and positions. How can anyone win at that game? That's not gonna happen. And so, you know, just know I care, but I can't be concerned. I can't be overly concerned, because there is one opinion I care very much about. There's one opinion. his opinion i tremble i tremble over everybody has a passionate opinion about what you must do in light of some you know systematic system i can't say it now systemic racism i mean uh, you have to do something your silence is violence or your speech is violence (sighs) because it doesn't line up with their perspective or with what they're saying and the reality is there are many people that don't believe that systemic racism is actually a thing. And you you see it, okay? We may see it. So you see it, and you say, How can they be so blind? Well, to them, right, systemic raci- racism isn't part of their profile. They don't see it because they're not part of it. Or they didn't experience it coming up. And the commentators and the and the policymakers that they're listening to, they're saying, What system what's systemic racism? What are you talking about? They don't see it. Well, that's where they're at. Does that make them the enemy? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. At the same time, so the people who don't see it, oh, you think your black brothers are just making it all up. They're, they're making it all up. Uh, they're uh, Out of the vapor, out of the ether, they're coming up with either this group delusion or this group lie that, that, that they haven't, that they've seen racism in their life. I mean, don't you know that people's views come out of their life's experience? That's how you came to the place where you're at. Everybody forms their views based on what they have experienced in life. And we've got so many dear black brothers that are saying, man, I've had people suspect me. I've had people perpetrate on me. I know it was because of the color of my skin. They made that up. Are you kidding me? Come on. Don't call your brothers in Christ a liar. I know systemic racism is a thing. Uh, I, came to, I came to Kansas City. You got, if you've been around here for a while, you know my story. I was primed to be just a full-on hot-blooded racist. I grew up in southwest Missouri. Uh, the only color that we ever got exposed to were rednecks. I mean, that's what we had access to, Okay. <laughs> Um, And I remember what I heard growing up. I didn't understand any of it. I didn't have a framework for it. And I came to Kansas City just as ignorant as you can get, and I just thought people treated each other with respect and dignity, until I went to work at McDonald's. And I know I got treated bad, only because I was a white boy with an accent. And uh, I developed... um, I was developing a healthy case of racism. I was coming to the opinion that black people are jerks. That was the opinion I was coming to. And it was because I was ignorant. I can admit that. I was ignorant. I didn't know any better. Uh, But had I met Kenny Morgan on the street, I would have systematized, I would have categorized him, I would have had a view of him that was not automatically positive just because of the color of his skin. And God's merciful to me. And he made sure that I met. My first week in church in Kansas City, I met Sam Shockley. And I've never been treated so good. I thought, I, don't, I can't tell his accent. Again, the only accent I know is, hey, y'all, supper time. Get in here and get some grub. You know, I mean, that's how I talked. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know anything. I'm like, I, I don't know if he has an African accent, but this guy's got to be a king of some place because he acts like royalty. I mean, he's... He was the most elegant, loving, caring individual I had ever met in my life. And through the process of getting to know Sam Shockley, I realized, oh, I had it all wrong. I just need to recognize that jerks come in all colors. That's how that thing works. I know plenty of white people that I can't stand to be around. You know, I mean, jerks come in all shapes and sizes and they come in all colors and uh, I'm grateful for just the love and the care of Sam Shockley and just a stupid hillbilly. If you don't follow Sam Shockley on Facebook, you're missing out. Um, sorry, Sam, if this gets back to you, I'm just sicking the whole world on you because people need to be following your posts, so for whatever that's worth. He's a man of God. And he's a godly man. I hope that when I grow up, I'll be half the man that Sam Shockley is. I am half the man that Kenny Morgan is. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) I think Kenny could take me. I'm sorry, that was nasty. Thank you. In the back. <laughs> You've got black brothers that are saying they've had treat, the police treat them with suspicion just because they're black. They didn't make that up. Black lives, man, they matter. And hear what they're saying. Most of them are saying, we're not talking about blacklivesmatter.com, and I think we'll be talking about that later tonight in the panel. Um, if, if blacklivesmatter.com gets their way, you're in trouble. And you need to, if you weren't planning on staying, you need to stay just to get in the loop on that. But black lives, in terms of their value, hear what people are saying. They have to matter. And understand what people are saying when they're using the analogy it's our house that's on fire give us the attention that we need we're tired of this I mean we've been dealing with this for hundreds of years and it it just keeps happening so hear what people are saying people are hurting and they're crying out for help you uh, hello Minister of Reconciliation you want to pounce on that in Jesus name amen we ought to hear what people are saying They're saying, we're hurting, and we're seeing it's because of the color of our sin. You may not see that, but they're seeing that. So let's listen. Let's hear what people are saying and meet them where they're at. And if we can help be part of the answer politically, let's do it. Whatever platform God gives us, we want to take it. But brothers and sisters, oh, God has given us a platform, and we can help people what this what this broken world desperately needs we have it it's in place it's working we experience it twice a week minimum at MBT you experience it in your Bible study we experience it in our discipleship pairings we're experiencing it all the time red brown yellow black and white we are brothers and sisters not just in his sight but in the sight of one another you know so I've already picked on Kenny Morgan I'll just keep doing it all night Kenny Morgan is my brother. He's my brother. He is more my brother, right? He is more my family. I've got flesh and blood relationships. I've got flesh and blood family Uh, that Kenny is infinitely more closer to me than they are in terms of life, mission, eternity. I've got flesh and blood family that I'm not going to be spending eternity with, absent God breaks through, God makes a way. I'm gonna lose him forever. Kenny is stuck with me forever and ever and ever. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We're gonna be brothers and in every sense of the word. You get it, right? I mean, we were bonded by the blood of Jesus Christ. We're gonna be brothers for eternity. And Nobody even has to like that. That's just the way that it is. Praise the Lord. Our Latino brothers, you remember we were praying for them just a few weeks ago, getting ripped off, and the excuse is the COVID-19 mess. They're taking the work from our Latino brothers and not paying them because they think they can get away with it. And maybe in this world they can, but you wanna talk about, I mean, talk about scum. They did it because they were Latino and they could get away with it. If that's not racism, I don't know what it is. Our brothers and sisters, they're dealing with it. They're hurting. Whites aren't saying that. Whites aren't saying, oh, I worked I worked all April and didn't get paid. That's not, we're not hearing that from white America, are we? But we're hearing it from Latino America. We're hearing it in this church. And then on the flip side, the police are the problem? Really? Okay. Again, jerks come in all shapes and sizes, and they show up everywhere. Uh, who's taken up for Philip? Who's taken up for Dan, the people in our church? Brothers that know right from wrong. And so, I mean, kill the cops, come on. You wanna talk about bigots, there it is. You wanna talk about systemic craziness, there it is. Um, Man, think about somebody perpetrating on Philip Murphy. (laughs) Somebody hurting him just because he's wearing a badge. Uh, That makes my blood boil. I mean, uh, not a striker, but uh, I might start. See, people forget that every group of people, red, brown, yellow, black, and white, government, law enforcement, medical, political, you name it, in, ev- in every group of people these, are people, these groups are made up of individuals, and some of them are bad, some of them are evil. And uh, they've got a wicked sin problem. But what comes out of that is now everybody's polarized, including Christians. Christians, the church is about as polarized as it can get. And the majority of Christians who are polarized are demanding that you hold their line. You have to say the right thing to be accepted. And if you don't say the right thing, well, then you don't get it. You're not woke. You don't understand. You're part of the problem. And maybe they have a point. Maybe there's something to listen to. There's something to understand. But no matter where you fall... Okay. No matter how you see to move forward, you just need to know right? you're going to be gravely wrong in the eyes of many with passionate preferences, passionate opinions. And here's why. Can I just tell you why? Can I just diagnose the root issue for all of us this morning, this evening? Judges 17.6 says, In those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right, In his own eyes can I just tell you one of the reasons our world is in the mess that it's in today is because the church has been doing what's right in our own eyes for a long time we've left the authority of God's Word for a long time and we've gotten off mission and it's been all about how many people can we cajole and entice and placate and pleasure and keep in our churches how many people can we just keep coming back so we can see how big we can get we want to be a mile wide but an inch deep and we're not willing to stand on truth. We're not gonna preach the blood of Christ because it's offensive to people. We're not gonna preach on sin because that's offensive to people. We wanna tell people how to have their best life now. And so what you have are people who are shopping Christ, but we don't have Christians who are followers of Christ. That's the problem. In the church, everybody is doing what's right in their own eyes. There's no king in Israel. We've lost our final authority. And so the opinion, well, I know what the Bible says. I know what the gospel is, but I feel, and again, we've said this from this pulpit many times, uh, whatever comes behind that butt's gonna stink. I know what the Bible says, but uh, your butt stinks, stop. (sighs) The world is in a mess today because the church has not been making disciples that's the problem it is our fault and i mean i'm talking about the big c church it's our fault that the world has lost its ever-loving mind because the church long ago quit standing for truth and she gave up her mission to be accepted by lost men and women she gave up her mission so that lost people would think she's cool cool and want to just come and be entertained and feel like now they're closer to god somehow so just know this, brothers and sisters, the world is working to polarize you. The world is working to divide you. As for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. Amen. Satan wants to divide you, that's what he wants to do. And he wants to get our black brothers and sisters and our white brothers and sisters and our brown Latino brothers and sisters. He, he, he wants to get us focused on our ethnic groups. Before we're focused on who we are in Christ. You just need to understand that uh, United we stand you've heard that phrase divided we A few of you've heard it before yeah. What's been tough for me over the last week is just looking at the solutions that are coming from churches from believers And there's been a lot of good things brought up. I mean people are making great points and uh, yet <clears throat> Missing the thing too much of the time a lot of good things you know church needs to be involved politically um that's good whatever access god get write your senator Um, i think that's good sir make a difference right but we know through politics that's ultimately not going to win the day we know that church needs to be protesting Uh, i think anytime we see evil or injustice we ought to stand up and make our voice heard i think that's good I don't believe that you, you know be careful with how people reinterpret words for you. Silence is not violence. Violence is violence. Speech is not violence. Violence is violence. Don't let people on extreme on the extreme fringes redefine your vocabulary. Re, don't let them redefine your vocabulary for you. Okay? A lot of people they weren't saying anything because they're trying to figure out what's going on not everybody is woke okay not everybody's clued in give people space to work through the issues okay why aren't you posting why why, why didn't you meet me for the march why didn't you be careful people are working through things i man you see evil i think courage calls out evil helps send the message But we know that protesting isn't going to, at the end of the day, win the day, don't we? We know that. Riot, burn it all down. Okay, that's not a good thing, right? But you got a lot of people uh, saying that that's the answer. You know, riot, burn it all down, build it back right. Oh, yeah, with the communists running everything. You know, by the way, everywhere the communists Run everything that never works out for the church you guys know that right I hope nobody was asleep that day in history class uh, Marxism I think it's murdered a hundred million plus souls and counting James chapter 1 verse 20 says the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God you're not gonna get anywhere with that those that are rioting they are anarchists and they're thieves They're either working to just make sure it's a big mess so that extremists can take control, or they're trying to get a sweet pair of shoes or a new video game or big-screen TV. The people that are rioting don't think for a second they care about black lives. They don't care. They don't care about a wicked cop murdering a black man. They want hell. That's where the extremists are at. They want leftists in power, extreme leftists in power. They want Marxists in power, and uh, they want to steal. May 31st, 18 people were murdered in Chicago. Nationally, officially, people are trying to do the counts. 18 people have died in the riots that we know of, and, you know, no, nobody's rioting over that. So you've got to ask yourself, what, what fruit, what tree is this fruit coming from? Well, my Bible tells me in John ten ten, that the thief cometh not and that's the devil, but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Um, we have the ability to bring life to people because we have it. We've met the way, the truth, and the life. And, and, and if you can move politically to be a part of the solution, do it. Take, take the advantage, but just understand you cannot legislate morality you can pass laws but you cannot change laws do not change hearts and you can pass laws all day long and racists will still despise their fellow man murderers will still wait for their opportunity to murder because it's in their heart Jeremiah 17 9 says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it I guarantee you you can't and I guarantee you Capitol Hill can't figure it out the heart is desperately wicked you can't legislate the heart you can't legislate morality And have people just oh they passed the law my heart has suddenly changed peace on earth goodwill to all men hello my asian brother who i despised yesterday and now love with my whole heart because you know congress said i had to so what do we do here we are right here we are believers followers of the way the truth and the life so you have to ask yourself when you look at this issue, you have to ask yourself, are you a Bible believer or a public opinion follower? What are you? See, the lost world is saying you have to pick a side. Your Christian friends are saying you have to pick a side. Okay, let's do this. Let's pick Jesus. Let's pick Jesus aside. Amen? Amen. I, I don't have you yet. Lord, help me you got to decide that you'll side with Jesus. And so can I just give you a quick outline for the way forward? Joshua chapter 1, Romans chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 2. Joshua chapter 1, Romans chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 2. In Joshua chapter 1, God's people are getting ready to wrestle against flesh and blood because they're under the dispensation of the law. Uh, But there is a spiritual application for the church today. How are they going to engage with wicked, carnal, demonic people? How are they going to do it? God tells Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, verse 6, he says, Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. You're getting ready to go into a battle. Brothers and sisters, don't you know you're in a battle? Now, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle against spiritual wickedness in high places, okay? So, you know, you may be extremely conservative. The ultra-liberal is not your enemy. You wrestle not against flesh and blood. Uh, You may be very left. The conservative is not your enemy. You wrestle not against flesh and blood, but make no mistake, There are principalities, there are powers, there there is spiritual wickedness in high places that want to absolutely destroy you. They absolutely want to neutralize you and keep you from being fruitful. And while we're fighting, we'll see people lost in their sin and spend eternity in hell. So they're getting ready to face a battle. So this is God's advice to Joshua as he leads God's people. Verse 7, he says, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do. Don't just know it, follow it, obey it. You're going to cling to my word, and you're going to live it out. Observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Man, that's the answer, isn't it? That's what we need. <laughs> we need to know that, that the, in the battles that we face, we're on the Lord's side. Because we're, we're warring not through the ways of this world. We're not doing it through the means of the flesh. Uh, We're using spiritual weapons. The weapons of our warfare are are not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're spiritual. And they cast down, right? I mean, they cast down strongholds. We can break through barriers, and we can see lives transformed for the glory of God. People who are filled with hate, man, once we pull our spiritual judo and Jesus gets a hold of them, God's going to turn them inside out, and their lives are going to be filled with the love of Christ. We won. (laughs) Touchdown. Have I not commanded thee? Don't we have a word from the Lord? Has God not commanded us as brothers and sisters, as the bride of Christ? So we need to be strong and courageous. So this isn't a time for the church to fill fear, right? This is a time for the church to get full of faith. So God's advice for people facing conflict is, do what I said. I commanded you, do what I said. So that's Joshua chapter 1. Now you see this manifest. Just turn over to Joshua chapter 5. Okay, if you get Joshua chapter 1, that's why I didn't put it in the list, you'll remember Joshua chapter 5. So they're getting ready. I mean, it's getting ready to happen. They're getting ready to throw down. They're at Gilgal. In verse, Joshua 5, verse 10. They're done. They ate off the land that day. The days of man are over. They're getting ready to engage in a battle. they were getting ready to engage in the, 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 the battle that God called them to. Look at verse 13. And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Right? It'll divide you from yourself. It'll turn you inside and out. It'll make you a new creature. His sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? Who are you fighting for? And watch this, verse 14. This is the answer, brothers and sisters. He said, Nay. I'm not for you, I'm not for them. Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And look at Joshua's response. Whose side are you going to take? Joshua's like, oh, I see. I'm going to take your side. (laughs) He falls on his face. Look at that. Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, what saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereupon thou standest is holy. And because the word said it, Joshua did it. And so did, right? And Joshua did so. Go to Joshua 24, verse 15. This is the the end of his campaign, the end of his life. Joshua 24, 15. He is charging his church... And look at what he said to God's people. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you, whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side at the flood, how'd that work out for them? Or the gods of the Amorites, how'd that work out for them? In whose land ye dwell, right? You can trust in those gods, but they didn't, they didn't help the Amorites, did they? Choose you this day, whom you will serve. Look at what Joshua says. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Why? Joshua said, I'm not for me. I'm not for them. I'm for the Lord. And he said, take this land, so we're going to take it. Brothers and sisters, can I just tell you something? All sin comes short of the glory of God. But God's not willing that any would perish. God's will is that all will be saved. So we need to make all kinds of prayers for all kinds of men. You need to be praying for extreme Marxists on the left. You need to be praying for blacklivesmatter.com. You want to be praying for those that are hurting, for those that are confused, for those that are angry, for those that are frustrated, for those that think, what is the big deal? Pray for everybody. Make all kinds of prayers for them, because what will get them biblically woke is meeting the God of the Bible. What will get, what will deliver people from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, out of the bondage of sin and the de- desperate wickedness of their heart, is meeting and bowing before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Can I just tell you something? God has given us a judo move that cannot fail. And we can help pass legislation. Praise the Lord. And we can protest. Praise the Lord. There are things that you can do. When you see evil, call it evil. Call it out. Uh, when people need help, go help them. Uh, at the end of the day, let's preach the gospel to every creature. Right. Amen. Let's do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's not be for man, for man's sake. Let's be man because we're for the Lord, right? Joshua's position is... As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So you got to decide, brothers and sisters, are you a Bible believer or not? And when you want to find out, how do I think, what's my opinion about this got to be? You want to train your mind so that your response with any issue in life is, what does the Bible say? Well, what do I think about it? Well, if you're smart, you'll say, it doesn't matter what I think. What does God think? And then I'll think that yea let God be true and every man what so it is frustrating for me to hear from brothers and sisters from Christians over and over again Um, I've heard this several places several times man I'm tired of hearing people say people need the gospel yeah people need the gospel but again there it is again so I keep hearing this oh yeah yeah of course people need the gospel but what we really need is, and then it's their passionate perspective that's based on their experiences and what they've seen. So, yes, we need the gospel, but what they're saying is the gospel isn't enough. We need the gospel, and can I just tell you something? I believe with all my heart that this is the word of God, and it is sufficient. I don't need man's opinions about Right, how my life, how our life, how the world's life needs to be lived. Uh, Sometimes there's value in men's opinion, but at the end of the day, let God be true, and every man a liar, because that's God's perspective. What do I think? Man, if I'm wise, I wanna say, I, I don't know what I think until I know what God thinks. And I won't know what God thinks until I know what he says. The gospel isn't enough. I'm tired of people saying we need the gospel. We need the gospel plus whatever form of activism they're demanding. And it's, there's too many different forms of it. How are you ever going to get it right for everyone? There's no way you can do it. Brothers and sisters, I'm begging you. You want to get it right for someone. There's one opinion that if you're wise, you're going to be very concerned about. So what does the Bible say? How can a Christian say the gospel isn't the answer? I don't understand that. Do you not know the power of the gospel? Turn to Romans chapter 1. Again, remember, you cannot legislate morality. Let's just get that down, okay? I learned this when I was a young whippersnapper when I first came to church in Kansas City. And uh, that was transformative for me. I heard Alan Shelby say that. You cannot legislate morality. And I'm like, well, why can't you? We do it all the time. You can force people through law. You can force their behavior through law, but you can't change their heart, can you? Only God can change the heart. And that's what the gospel does. I know that's what the gospel did in my life. <laughs> when the word of God came into my life, it started a process that's still working itself out. Did you know that the gospel is still changing who I am? I get saved, and then for the rest of my life, the gospel that saves me is now, right? That is the platform. That's the seed. That's the place from which now God is conforming me to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as that process takes place, as we grow in the Lord, as we grow in the Word, as we grow in God's grace together, as we grow in the gospel, we ought to come to the place where we, when we look at each other, what we ought to go away from thinking is, all I see in that gal, all I see in that dude is Jesus. Man, they are Christ-like. And again, that does not diminish who you are ethnically. Okay, if you want to take pride in who you are ethnically, some of you guys are actually from good families and big deals, you know? Okay, praise the Lord for that. But wait till we get to Philippians chapter three. That's what he said. What do I think about it? Um, For me to take pride in the fact that I'm a white, I didn't pick that I was a white man. I didn't, it was by no power, will, or ability of my own I didn't. I can't stand before you and say, "Look what I've done." <laughs> Check it out, white y'all. <laughs> Actually, I don't even believe that. I know my ancestry. <laughs> the gospel isn't. Enough. I don't think you know what the gospel is. Look at Romans chapter one, verse sixteen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Maybe the gospel isn't the answer because you never believed on the gospel. Notice, the gospel has something to do with race. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth you don't believe it's not gonna work for you but look who it's to to the Jew first so if there is racial preference we all lose out because the Jews first y'all and in the millennial reign of Christ everybody's gonna see it you watch how that kingdom of heaven goes down and you're gonna see the place of the Jew in God's heart it'll be glorious it'll be awesome and also to the Greek For therein is the righteousness of God, the gospel, the power of God to the Jew, to everyone that believes, Jew and Gentile, in this gospel of Christ, in belief on the gospel of Christ. Verse 17 says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And it goes on to talk about how they change the truth of God into a lie. That's what we're seeing today. Men see, there's no way you don't know that there's a creator. You don't, there's no way you, do, there's no way you miss that. You know there's a creator. But what a lost man does is, I know there's a creator, but then I'll have to submit to him. And we all know in our heart, the Bible's the word of God, and I don't like what it says, and so there's got to be another way. So we change the truth of God into a lie. We hold the truth in unrighteousness, and we're seeing the truth held in unrighteousness today. And we're seeing wickedness prevailing in a lost world. A true believer on the gospel is truly truly saved. They're truly changed. It's the power of God unto salvation. In it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. How are you going to know what's right if you don't have the gospel right? So where is your faith? If you don't have faith that the gospel is the answer, well, then according to your faith, be it unto you. And so you do what you do, and we'll do what we're going to do, and we'll see who has more fruit at the judgment seat of Christ. If, if the gospel of Jesus Christ isn't the answer for a lost world that's holding the truth in unrighteousness, that's on them, that's not on us. But if anybody's going to have a hope of getting out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light, it's through the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the only way it can happen. Until people see Christ for who he is, they're going to be lost and they're going to be stuck in the bondage of sin. There is no way around it. You say, well, I know Christians who are racist. Yeah, that's because they're living like lost men. But people who live the gospel, well, for them to live is Christ. And so they're strong and have a good courage, right? They're courageous. Why? Because Christ is commanding them. And so they observe and they do all that he has commanded to them. See, the gospel changes who we are. Whenever we started MBT, I picked Ephesians chapter 2, and I put on the sign out the corner, Brandon took it off, if there's anybody that's got a problem with, with her. huh? The oh, the sign's not done yet. So we're not going to throw Brandon under the bus yet. <laughs> Let me know when it's time to throw you under the bus. The sign I made said, a church for all peoples. So I forgot to make sure that got on the new sign. We'll put it on our website or something. It's a big deal to me. I think a lot of people in Midtown thought that meant a church for all peoples. Like, hey, you know, if you want to roll, you know, without the Bible, that's cool too. You know, we're one of those churches. Uh, No, no, we're Bible thumpers. (laughs) Um, A church for all peoples. Peoples, right? People groups. A church for all nations. We believe that MBT should look like Midtown. And guess what's in Midtown? Uh, I, don't, I never got up to speed on the, on the latest census data. I was working off old census data when we started. But at the time, it was like 60% white. Uh, and then the other 40% uh, black and Latino were the majorities. And then uh, Asian, Indian, you know, there's European. There's different groups uh, in smaller measures. Well, that's ought to, that ought to be what MBT looks like. It ought to look like Midtown, that's what we're trusting the Lord for. A church where, regardless of your people group, regardless of your ethnic heritage, we ought to be able to come together as brothers and sisters. Red, black, red brown, yellow, black, and white. And we ought to see one another as precious in our sight too. Where we ought to be able to look at each other as, first and foremost, brothers and sisters. And then, you know, you got the big differences, the rich, the poor, you know, the businessmen. The laborer ought to view one another as precious in their sight there are big differences in the people at midtown and that ought to make us rich that ought to enrich us as a church i know you know in terms of the current debate the current issue uh, i would be destitute if i didn't have duncan and kenny and kenny and Del, Miles, and Angel, and Eric. You know, I'd be destitute if I didn't have you guys in my life. Um, If you weren't, again, you're not singing enough in the choir. Of course, Eric shut the choir down, I don't know why. Oh, it's not time to throw Eric under the bus yet. Huh? um where would we be without i mean where would we be without what do you spoken word where would we be without your spoken word Um, we're rich because we've got our brothers and sisters in our life and then think about anybody treating them bad because of how they look man the thought of anybody treating linda bad because of how she looks, again. It's time to rumble. The gospel changes who we are. And I just want you to see what God says about race in Ephesians chapter 2. This is how we can be a church for all peoples. And this is what the world desperately needs, and the only way they're going to get it Is if the church and again I'm pessimistic a hundred years from now men will be fighting these same issues because they try to do it without God Um, but brothers and sisters you can make a difference and you can bring massive change in the lives of the people that God gives to you if you'll just take the opportunity do you understand that there was a massive divide between you and your Creator do you understand the problems he had with you? The, pre- the righteous prejudice that he had against you? Do you know that there was no way you were ever going to get that right? Look at Ephesians 2. He made you alive, right? You hath he quickened, who were dead in trespass and sin. It was all your fault. You say, well, I was born in Adam. Well, welcome to the human race. Okay, I was born in Adam. It's Adam's fault. Well, you joined him in that sin, didn't you? And you know you're a sinner. You were dead in trespasses and sin. You walked according to the course of this world. And remember, where they, they hold the truth in unrighteousness. God's speaking, but they're not listening. They know what's right, but they, don't want, they won't do what's right. You walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the God of this world, Beelzebub, devil, Satan, Lucifer himself, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom also we had, right, all had our lifestyle, the way we lived, our conversation in times past, and the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, now this is a good but. I mean, some buts are fine. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Don't you know that's the answer? The gospel, the love of Jesus Christ it's the love of God that is the answer but God who is in who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins has made us alive hath quickened us together with Christ by grace you're saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Here's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the power of God unto salvation. It's what will transform your life. If you'll just hold this truth in righteousness, if you'll just be strong and courageous, right? Get full of faith. Has God not commanded us? Have you not received the gospel of Jesus Christ? For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Where's, where's the room for racism in that? Where's the room for war in that? Man, put on Christ. That's the answer. Again, you say, what's this got to do about God's view on racism? Keep going. Not only, right, so you're, you're created in Christ Jesus unto good work, works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Okay. Now here comes the race part. So not only did God reconcile you and I, who were ir, I mean we were unreconcilable, irreconcilable differences. There's no hope for us. It's not a works. We can't make this right. You can't say, I got it straight with the Lord. No, you didn't. <laughs> he suffered. The Father's, God the Son suffered God the Father's wrath, righteous wrath over your wicked sin so that you wouldn't have to spend eternity in hell paying it off. It wasn't of works. It was because of God's great love for you. Okay. You want to talk about overcoming a chasm, a divide. What Christ did to bring you into God's family, you want to talk about wreck. You want to talk about racial racial reconciliation adam's race can now be reconciled back to her creator that's amazing okay he is a god of reconciliation oh by the way he's made you ministers of reconciliation read second corinthians chapter five you are a minister of reconciliation well i can't get i can't get white people to get along with black people Reconcile them to Christ. Watch what happens. The gospel's not enough. Well, what does God say? Now remember, in time past, verse 11. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past, Gentiles in the flesh. Now, who's the gospel to first? To the Jew first. You know, God called Abraham out of the nations because he's going to make of him a peculiar people. And these are going to be the children of God. They're going to dwell in a promised land. They're going to have a temple ministry that is supposed to bring the whole world to Jehovah. Uh, They flubbed that one, by the way. Uh, They'll get it right in the millennium. So we were Gentiles. We were called the uncircumcision, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. And if you want to talk about racial tension, okay, we're seeing it in the world today, aren't we? We've all seen examples of it. Jewish people called people like you and me dogs, and they meant it. You had the value of a dog in the Old Testament Jewish mindset. Because that's what you were. You were outside the commonwealth. You were outside the covenant. You were outside of God. Your life, and they had a point. What value is a dog for eternity? Its spirit goes back to the earth when it dies. There's no eternal purpose that anybody knows about. If you're outside the commonwealth of God, your life is no better than it. Do you get that? Do you feel the racism? You say, well, that's just so far removed. It's still a thing. It was, you know, God made provision, even the Old Testament law for racial integration. Um, Jews could marry non-Jews. They could marry Gentiles. There was an approach to that in the law. God made a way for anybody to be part of the Jewish people. Uh, But, you know, it was 10 generations before you went to the temple outside right we're aliens from the commonwealth of israel it was a racial divide that could not be remedied there was no place of reconciliation but now watch this verse 13 so we were without hope and without god in the world but now in christ jesus ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of christ for he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of petition between us having abolished his enmity, in his flesh, rather, having abolished in Christ's flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments. So the enmity between Jew and Gentile, between the races, the enmity that was there, he abolished it in his flesh. Even the law of the commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain, of two races, of two people groups, to make of twain one for to make in himself of twain one new man so making what's the word peace this world will never know peace until it knows the prince of peace until it bows its knee confesses with its tongue that jesus christ is king of kings and lord of lords and you can and i i'm we should legislate okay let's let's have good laws that punish evil doers i'm all for that You cannot legislate the heart of fallen men. It can't be done. And nothing will abolish the wickedness of the the heart in man. Christ has to drive it out. He's got to make us a new creature. Now, if Christ can take a Jew who called a Gentile a dog and bring him to the place where he's calling a Gentile his brother, what can he do with a black man and a white man? Man, that's nothing. Ebony and Ivory. Okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking about an SNL skit. <laughs> People used to laugh about that stuff when I was a kid. Remember SNL? Did you ever see that? No? <laughs> Kenny lived a holy life. Just note for the record, Kenny never cooperates with me on anything. He's my brother. Of Twain, is one new man. That's amazing. I can't do that. He can't do that. God did it. If God can break down the middle wall partition between a Jew and a Gentile and bring them to a place where they hold each other as brothers, man, what can he do with black America and white America, Asian and Latino America? What can he do? And so, right, making peace. That he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were far off, and to them that were nigh. Man, we need to go and preach peace to those that are far off. There is peace. There is racial reconciliation. There is a peace that people can have right now, and it can take place in their heart, and it'll change their life. It'll change who they are and I'll make them part of the brethren. Watch this now. Came and priests. peace to you which were far off and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And here it is, man. Here's the theme verses for MBT. Ephesians 2, 21 and 22. We're now the household of the living God. We're built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Has God not commanded us? Be strong and courageous, right? Observe to do what I've commanded you. So we have the word of God. We're built upon the foundation of the prophets, the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, right? That gospel, from that gospel, from the person of Christ, our whole life is built. Verse 21, in whom all the building, both Jew and Gentile, both red, brown, yellow, black, and white, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. We are the place where God dwells. I know God dwells in your heart, and that's good. Never lose sight of that. Uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ has changed your life, but don't you know something incredible happens when we come together? We are... You know, they say blood is thicker than water. People got to represent their people. Represent Christ. His blood is the concrete that binds these stones together. We're the household of God. Um, if you got one of the old coffee cups, you saw it every morning when you drank your coffee. Ephesians 2, 21, 22, that's who we are. We are the dwelling place of the Most High God. He has built us together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. You run into people who don't... I mean, they're in conflict. They're hurting. They're in turmoil. Don't despise them for that. That's where they're at. Uh, Meet people where they're at. Listen to them. And invite them to know peace. Invite them, right? Invite them to the way out. Invite them to the place where they've been reconciled to God and toward their brothers and sisters. Now, you're either going to believe that or you won't. You're either... In the camp that says what God said is enough for me and now I have my marching orders I'm gonna observe and I'm gonna do that or you're in the camp that says and these manifest in an infinite another way in an infinite number of ways you're seeing it online you're seeing it in social media you're certainly seeing it in the news you'll be in the camp that says the Bible is enough God's opinion is now my opinion what I think is what God says or You're in the camp that says, I know what the Bible says, but here's what we have to do. And you're going to, through man-made means and through man-made machinations, right, you're going to try to legislate some morality, and good luck with that. Um, And the only thing we learn from history is we don't learn anything from history. And the church keeps copping out, punking out, and she won't make disciples. She just plays church like little children play house. Let's get to work. Of course, when you see evil, call it out. Okay, don't be a wimp. Call it out. Be at peace to write your congressman. Be at peace to show up to a rally. Um, If you're looting, you're a thief, and you're following the wrong spirit. There's no excuse for it. When you see behavior, find the Bible verse that describes it, and it'll just, straighten you out real quick where that's coming from be a good samaritan oh my gosh when somebody's hurting help right anytime you see someone hurting or in trouble to not reach out don't be cold-hearted don't you know christ is the good samaritan search your heart right we we ought to search our hearts has any of the world's values crept into our heart and now we're at a place where we have to repent of racism. Man. Search me, try me. Right? Is there any wicked way in me? Is there something that I need to repent of? Cuz God, I got to be right with you. You see that? And if I'm not right with my brother or my sister in Christ, how can I say I'm right with God? So in terms of solutions, let's pray. Let's repent of any racism on any level that any of us would hold. But And then, yes, let's be part of the solution. People want to talk about what government needs to do. Uh, You know, in all of this, what's going to happen is God's going to come. He's going to call some of you to help us at Faxon. And you got kids going through unspeakable things. And some Christians who have some time and time off during the school hours. I don't know what's going to happen next fall. I don't know what Kansas City's going to do yet. But they're begging us, would you just send some people to come hang with kids from the Faxon district, from the Faxon neighborhood. Uh, These kids are begging for pals. That's what they call us. They call you pals. Be part of the solution. Make a difference in somebody's life. Help us at Faxon. Romans 12, 21 says, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. But at the end of the days, if we're not winning souls, if we're not introducing people to the Prince of Peace, we're playing at it. Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. For people on the extreme left and people on the alt-right, just show them. They know that the heart is desperately wicked. They know it. That's why they're on the extreme liberal Marxist left or the alt-right. That's why they're over there. They know the heart is desperately wicked. Just show them. Let them know laws aren't going to change the heart. Get full of faith. Believe that the power of God is the power of God into salvation. Nobody's life is changed, truly changed. They don't become another person until they submit to the gospel, and there is no way around that. You want to deal with wicked, racist people? Let Jesus take them apart from the inside out. Man, if they have what we have, Can you imagine if Kansas City, as a city, like the odd man out, the odd man out is the one that says there's no God. And the atheists are all like, "Um, we're going to have to leave Kansas City because everybody's crazy. And we're all like, no, 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 don't go. We love you. Meet our Jesus. How can we get you to stay? We have plans for you. What would that be like? uh, You're going to know about it. There is a city whose builder and maker is God. And everybody's going to call each other brother and sister. Get full of faith. Preach the gospel. And for your Christian brothers and sisters who are confused right now, don't despise them. They're where they're at because of what they've gone through. Listen to them and pray, fervently pray. And then trust God to give you an opening to call them back to mission, to call them back into the game, back into the ministry of reconciliation. Use the resources. Man, I'm so grateful for what Van wrote. Van did a such a great job in his article. He's speaking to the people that see the issues of racism, and then he just brings them right down to the point of the gospel. So he set the ball. And then Kenny. Man, Kenny spiked it. He just talked about just showing what the Bible says about the real issue. Guess what? I mean, Kenny nailed it. All of sin come short of the glory of God. Spike. Right? So you've got, you've got some tools. And you know that if you send Van's article to some people, they're going to wig out. And so, don't start there. Start with Kenny's article. Let Kenny set set it, and then you can send him Van's article. He can spike it. And there's some people that if you send them Van's article, they're gonna wig out. No, don't do that. Oh, no, I already said that. There's gonna be some people that read Kenny's article, and they're they're just gonna wig out. Well, don't start there. Send them Van's. These guys are geniuses. It's beautiful. You know, if we spend all of our time as a church trying to fulfill someone's personal standard of social justice, to see that fulfilled, and then they die in their sin and go to hell, how did we help them? And He gives what they want after the flesh, and it could be a good thing that they want after the flesh. We spend your time fighting that. When God called you to be a minister of reconciliation, man, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Listen to people. Find out where they're at. And invite them to meet the Prince of Peace. And your confused brethren, don't despise them. Listen to them. And trust God to use you. Get full of faith that the Word of God is more powerful than any two-edged sword. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Invite them back to mission. Invite them back to the ministry of reconciliation. Give them something to live for that will make a difference in the lives of people. Now, some of you hate what I just said, and I'm sorry. Um, You know, this is going to sound like a sorry, not sorry. I'm sorry you hate what I said, but I know Jesus loves what I said. He may not love the way I said it. There's probably a lot of ways that I could have said it better but I gave you the verses. I said what Jesus said. And we can't lose there. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Be strong and courageous. Have I not commanded you? We need to be the people that can say, the Bible says it, I believe it, that's that's not the spirit of our age, but I'll tell you what, man, heaven and earth will pass away and this book will be standing this is not a book written by man holy men of old spake as they were moved by the holy spirit of god these are the words of the living god and when he says it it settles it i don't have to like it you don't have to like it observe and do it and god will bless it and it'll change lives we need god to bless the work of our hands but if the work of our hands is our work that's based on human reckoning and reasoning we're going to be frustrated But the work of our hands is observing to do what God commanded us to do, and we're full of faith and we're doing what God called us to do, the way he called us to do it, if we believe in the power, man, the gospel blows people up and puts them back together. There is nothing like the gospel. And if what I'm saying, if that doesn't make sense to you, you need to get saved tonight. You need to be born again. You need to understand the power of the gospel. There's something that you've missed. You don't get the gospel Uh, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, man. Okay? Uh, Understand the gospel. Believe on it. It changes your life because now God is in your life. Does this make sense, brothers and sisters? I'm going to get some people that will be emailing me and private messaging me and telling me that I'm contributing to the problem. And I know that. Um, We're going to get to the judgment seat of Christ we're gonna have to all give an answer and if you try to tell the Lord I know what your book said but here's what I had to do please consider what I say father I love you and I know you love us and Lord we went way long and I don't I didn't see any way around it I don't know what else to do Lord, let your word be true. Help us to observe, to do what you've commanded us. Lord, you've called each of us to be ministers of reconciliation. And reconciliation only comes to the person and the gospel of Christ. And so, Lord, help us to put on Christ. Help us to live Christ. Help us to live the gospel. Lord, help us to meet people where they're at and not despise them for the experiences and, or, or the education that they received lord as ministers of the gospel help us to be smart and to not provoke people's flight or fo- fight or flight responses lord help us to be good listeners lord help us to be people of faith that, that pray for those that we're we're ministering to that lord as you open the doors for us that we just be bold to preach the gospel and to show how it works out the issues that this lost world is trying to work out without hope Somehow we're so arrogant that we think we've found the answers outside of Christ when our when our fathers and our forefathers could not And Yet we're special. We're better than them. We're smarter than them. We're whatever And we think we can get the answers outside of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't know. I don't know what to say to all that Let God be true and every man a liar Lord as we have opportunity to engage socially and to help good legislation, uh, to help communicate the right message. Lord, I I pray that we'd be bold there too, but that our trust wouldn't be in the works of men's hands, that our trust would be in the fact that you've established the work of our hands. And our hands are, are busy, our hands are at work, in the field of ministry, in the field of souls, sowing the gospel of Jesus Christ into hearts and lives. Lord, be glorified in that. You've commanded it. Lord, I'm praying for my brothers and sisters to be blessed by it, to get full of faith, to pursue it, to live it. Help us, Lord. Lord, we pray your grace for our brothers and sisters who they've seen, they've experienced Firsthand suspicion and degradation and, Lord, everything from being profiled to persecuted just because of the color of their skin. And, Lord, we say, how long, <laughs> you know? But, Lord, help us to bless those that persecute us. Help us to be strong and courageous. Help us to just observe and do what you commanded us to do. Lord, what you have given us, we want for Kansas City. Uh, Lord, could you help MBT? I don't know what other churches are saying. I know what some are saying. I know what some pastors and what some leaders in some churches are saying. But I don't really know what's actually going on in these other churches. Um, but Lord, I know what 's happening here, and uh, lord i 'm grateful lord we 're a church that has people from so many different nations um, lord they 're not just ethnically of a different people group, but they 're actually from they're that and more they're their they're first generation and, and and here they are, whether it 's for school or they 've moved here, and you 've made us a family, and who here cannot say that we 're we're not just extravagantly rich over what you've given us as a family in this place. Lord, what Kansas City is crying out for, we have it. And Lord, help us to not be wicked and not share it. So Lord, would you open doors for us? Would you, would you increase our faith and... Lord, would you help us to be what you call us to be, ministers of reconciliation? Lord, would you help us? I pray for anybody that doesn't understand the power of the gospel to change a life tonight. Lord, I pray that today they'd be saved, that they'd be born again, that they would rejoice in the salvation that they have through the Lord Jesus Christ, and that the darkness that's in their heart, this deceptively wicked heart, would be filled with the love of Christ. Only you can make a son of God. Lord, thank you that you use us to be a part of the process. Help us to never get over that. He that wins souls is wise. Lord, we don't want to fall for the trap of overcoming evil with evil. We don't want to be overcome with evil. But God, we want to overcome evil with good. And there is none good but you. So Lord, establish, bless, increase our labor and be glorified through it, we pray in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for racial reconciliation in Kansas City. But Lord, we want you to know, we recognize that outside of reconciliation through the blood of Christ, these are temporary ceasefires, and they're not lasting solutions. Lord, we want everyone from the mayor of Kansas City all the way down to the, the lowliest of Section 8 housing, uh, to the, lowliness, uh, the lowliest person who is actually living on the streets tonight. Lord, would you all, would you make a place, I know you've made this place, but Lord, would you use us to see all men come to, see, we know it's your will, to see all of them with us and part of our family in heaven. Lord, help us to be wise and with souls. Help us to be gospel proclaimers. Help us to protest properly and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, those that are protesting, uh, Lord, we stand with them. Uh, Those who are calling out evil, um, Lord, thank you. Uh, It's just wonderful to see everyone on all levels everywhere Uh, I mean, there's a sense in which there's never been so much unity in this nation, and we're grateful for that, but Lord, see all the division and help us to, help us to see, help us to show people the division between you and the lost. He that moved souls is wise. We love you, Lord. Thank you so much for loving us. We give you all glory in Christ's name. Amen.